Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. In 1959, the camellia became Alabama's first designated official state flower. Unofficially, it had been the goldenrod, which many people consider a weed, especially those who are allergic to it. Last fall, we visited the Lochapoca Pioneer Park and talked with Charles Mitchell, president of the Lee County Historical Society and a member of the Auburn Opelika Men's Camellia Club. He's also a retired extension agronomist and university professor. Charlie Mitchell, welcome to Troy Public Radio. Thank you, Carolyn. It's a pleasure to be here. Camellias the state-cultivated flower for Alabama. How hard are they to cultivate? In the Auburn Opelika area, we have the Auburn Opelika Men's Camellia Club. Camellias are natural. That's why the men grow camellias, because they're easy plants to grow. And the wonderful thing about them, they bloom during the time of the year when you don't have other flowers. They're starting to bloom in the fall. We have your camellias sasanquas. Then that goes into the camellia japonicas in the wintertime, which is the state flower of Alabama. And from December through March, especially in late February, early March, they are magnificent. All it takes is a little time, a little patience, planting them and keeping them watered for the first few years, and you will be assured of beautiful flowers for decades thereafter. Do you have any tips up your sleeve for these beautiful flowers and making sure they do flower? Getting a, a good cultivar, and there are hundreds of different cultivars available from nurseries, and planting them in a well-drained soil. You don't want water standing around a camellia. Planting them high keeping them well mulched, and water them during dry spells, keeping them watered for the first three years. And once they're established, they're pretty tough. You travel around central and south Alabama, you see old camellia bushes around old homes that have never been taken care of, and they still bloom prolifically. That's the beauty of camellias. Just get them started, and they'll take care of themselves. I have heard there's a camellia trail. Is this property on it? Well, we are trying to get on it. We have an heirloom camellia garden that contains a collection of 50 different camellias that were we think were grown in Alabama at least 100 years ago, different varieties. Some of them are absolutely stunning. We are working to get it on the American Camellia Society's official camellia trail. We've also started a new camellia garden here of local camellias that have been bred, developed, and named for local people, places, and events in the Auburn Opelika area. And that's a young garden, but it is starting to bloom now. The plants are about two or three years old, and they all have to do with Auburn Opelika history, and we're real proud of that. You mentioned these old varieties, these historical varieties of camellias. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, one that everybody recognizes in their guard is one called Pink Perfection. It's a little tiny formal pink camellia that blooms usually in the late winter, and it's probably the most popular 
pink camellia. Another one is called debutante that blooms in the late fall and early winter, and it's also pink. And then the most popular red camellia is one called Professor Sargent, about three inches in diameter. This looks like a little peony, and it's a prolific bloomer and a very cold hardy. So it grows north of the Montgomery-Auburn area and even into North Alabama. Camellias generally do best in central and south Alabama. There are a few that are tropical that won't grow well here, but most of your Camellia japonicas do well. And if you want to know what variety to grow, just look at your neighbor's yard. And if you don't know the variety but you like the flower, you can actually root cuttings or air layer them or even graft them. And our local Camellia Society does grafting workshops. In fact, we'll be doing one in Montgomery February the 1st. Camellias actually came from China. How did they come from China to the United States? Via Europe. The early Asiatic travelers from England, France, Spain, Portugal, brought back these unusual evergreen plants back to Europe. And they thrived in the climate of particularly southern Europe, Spain and uh, Italy, France. And from uh, Europe, they came to New England with the early settlers that grew them in glass houses, or we call them greenhouses today, protected from the cold in the wintertime. And then later, they made their way down to Charleston, Savannah, and Mobile, where they moved inland as settlers took cuttings and planted them. So they came in with the early plantation owners that had the time, the resources, the money to devote to their gardens. If you go around Charleston today, some of the old gardens there was where some of the camellias that we find popular now originated in the Charleston area. Charlie, they're such an elegant flower. You mentioned that you have a winter garden out here at the Lochapoca Pioneer Park. What else is in the winter garden? Well, we actually have three gardens that have plants growing in the winter. Grandma's Garden, which is a garden of pass-along plants, plants that were passed along from grandma to granddaughter to daughter. Like what? Things like some chrysanthemums and some azaleas and... Confederate rose, that's a popular hibiscus in the South, and a lot of these perennials that will just you plant and they grow on their own. Grandma's Garden is maintained by the Lee County Master Gardeners, and they do a fantastic job with their collection. And then we have the herb and medicinal plant garden. Some do better in the cool months of the year than they do in the heat of the summer. And then we have our little pioneer vegetable garden but we have a little heirloom garden there that we plant heirloom varieties during the winter time we have things like carrots you can go out there in january and pull up carrots we still have some cabbages kales collards of course we can't have a southern garden without collards cool season vegetables like lettuces and turnip greens of course and mustard greens. You and I are sitting in a historic building. The building that we're sitting in it was an old cotton warehouse 
around 1900. And today it's being used to house the Dr. A.D. McLean collection. Dr. McLean was a country doctor that practiced in the community of Salem, Alabama from around 1902 to about 1956. He was loved by the community, and when he passed away, his family donated his office to the Lee County Historical Society. Dr. McLean's wife was also the postmistress for the community. She ran the soda fountain, and she ran the pharmacy. And didn't you tell me that she had an herb garden outside the building? She did, and that was the inspiration behind what we call the McLean Herb and Medicinal Plant Garden today. But her kids said she planted herbs and medicine plants for the doctor to make medicines when he couldn't get them anywhere else for his patients. This park, Pioneer Park, Lochapoca, is open certain Saturdays. When is that? We are always open the second Saturday of every month to the public. We have activities going on all day long. And what's the website for further information? Lee County Historical Society.org. One word, Lee County Historical Society.org. And you can find out all the activities going on at Pioneer Park and keep up with what's happening. I want to thank you for your visit today. And we're here, of course, next door to Highway 14, just west of Auburn. The railroad, the second oldest railroad in Alabama, comes right through Lochapoca. Charlie, thank you so much for your visit today. It's been a pleasure. That was Charles Mitchell, president of the Lee County Historical Society and member of the Auburn Opelika Men's Camellia Club, talking with us at Lochapoca Pioneer Park last fall. The club is monitoring the recovery of the area camellia plants after the Christmas deep freeze. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.